You're listening to The Second Muse. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Drew Miller, your host, and I'm so excited to be here today with Ella Mine, Grant Parker, and Jack Thompson for this very special episode of The Second Muse. Um, for those of you who don't already know, um, Ella is actually a returning guest to The Second Muse. Um, she was on season two back when her amazing concept album Dream War was not even completely finished, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And we talked about sound and fury that yeah. time. Um, so just on the outset, if you listen to this and you just want to hear more, um, which you will, um, then I highly suggest that you go check out that episode because um, we dive into that song. But today we're going to dive into not one or two, but three more songs from Dream War um, called Wolves, Dream War, the title track, and uh, Wheel of Love, which is full disclosure, my personal favorite. Um, So fun fact. Thank you very much. Um, So, uh, yeah, I figured um, we could start just by kind of zooming out and talking about the backstory to Dream War and how it came to be. Um, I I have an observation that I'm going to turn into a question. Um, I'm going to try to turn into a question, which is what I love so much about this album is uh, how it was it was made from such a personal particular unique experience um and yet the way that it uh has been fleshed out and made into this whole overarching story is i think like archetypal like it it (laughs) is so relatable and uh universal as a story of suffering and um in the restoring of what has been lost um and so I'd love to just start with the personal side of that mm-hmm. and begin with the concrete and the details and where that came from for you, Ella. And then maybe we can talk about what it was like to bring that into collaboration with Grant and Jack and some of the others. So, yeah, that's kind of the arc that I'm, that I'm uh, feeling, if that works for you guys. Mm-hmm. So we can just start with, uh, yeah, with where the project came from. I think it it feels so good to hear you say that like it came from my story but that it seems like so much more than that because I I do think my experiences with um with hope and devastation and death and continuing to sort of search for hope that whole that whole journey definitely was like the fire starter mm-hmm. to this project but the the continuing fuel to actually create the whole thing and to keep playing it and um and build it into this this bigger record and project that it became was knowing that other people go through the exact same and much worse and much different darknesses um just having experienced so much uh, difficulty and, and pain and then being aware that everybody does. Mm-hmm. I mean, that just makes me want to do every single thing that I could do for every other person in the world. You know, you're like, yeah. I want to, I want to, I want to create something that meets people in that place because I know what it was like for me. I, I don't, I don't know everybody's story. Um, 
or the burdens that other people carry, but I know that there are these elemental um, pieces of, of the structure of loss and pain that are the same, mm-hmm. like regardless of of your your specific story we all we all face the feeling of lostness we all face despair yeah. at some point um, and i want to I want to create something kind for those people yeah. some some way to meet them so um so yeah dream more started it's a i guess i should give like the quick the quick rundown of what it is dream more is a a record <laughs> it's an album um it's what's called a concept album um meaning that it, it does sort of f- follow one story and it's very much one piece it's not um, simply a collection of songs they all work together um, to form a narrative and um, with Dreamwear in particular we have like it's sort of designed to create one space um, that you walk into and you journey through um, so there's like transitions between everything to just keep you in this um, specific soundscape um, even as it, as it's shifting um, and Drew, you you wrote this question so well that this is how I like describe Dream More. In, in if I need to say it in a sentence, I'm on the somebody, edge of my seat. <laughs> Drew wrote this. Um, how can we again dream hope or love when our first dreams have been crushed, our first hopes dashed, and our first loves ravaged? Um, so when I was 17, I was, um, like I had a, 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 a chronic and amplified pain condition that had started spreading from my, my arms and my legs. And, um, essentially the science of it <laughs> is mm-hmm. to my understanding is that, um, my, my system doesn't block unimportant pain signals mm. the way that, um, everybody's bodies are supposed to so I just feel um all of the non-essential pain mm-hmm. um and so essentially I'm always in pain and and um things that hurt hurt more than they should and it lasts longer anyways for that um I was diagnosed and then I was prescribed um an SSRI which is uh designed for depression but is often um, off-label given for pain and other things. And um, and so at 17, I started taking that medication thinking that everything would get better. Right. Maybe, you know, at least it was like, it was sort of a, a desperate attempt. And, um, and after two months of taking that, my personality had changed so much. Um, and my my brain was my brain functioning was so affected um that i i i stopped taking the medication um thinking it would solve the problems and i would go back to normal and um and then off the medication everything got even worse so i was dealing with uh psychosis um hallucinations all the time auditory and visual and um, akathisia and um, just fear and dread and terrible, terrible nights, terrible dreams and um, and basically just always a sense of confusion about 
what was real, and this is just for months. And um, there was something very kind of odd and cool about bringing you guys these pieces that were essentially from my past, but with like the newness of of a, a life in recovery. Do you remember what was like the first song that you brought to us that we, you know, like we were all in your apartment, mm-hmm. crowded around your piano. Do you remember? We, um, Bridge and, well, we did Bridge, Bridge Underwater, I think. That was the first one? Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. That one was... Because I remember, you guys knew, were already familiar with that. I remember showing you Dream War for the first time and the transition after Dream War. And I was going to stop because I was just showing you the song Dream War. And in the second that you guys realized, like you recognized the sound from the transition that oh, is the beginning of Bridge know. Underwater. <laughs> and when you, when you heard this transition, you were like, wait a second. This is going into Bridge yeah. Underwater. And, this is, and yeah. I, I remember that moment because it, so, it was just so sweet how excited you you were for that but, yeah, yeah so Jack and Grant what do you yeah. all remember from those early days of, <laughs> I'll, I'll, of collaboration I, I remember very specifically uh, you've kind of already touched on this but walking through the tiny hallway of like eight practice rooms mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and seeing Ella like with her, like her head banging on a piano <laughs> like over and over again and me popping and be like what's up Ella <laughs> and she's like, going yeah. and be like in the midst of trying to write some insane music that I don't understand. It's, it's crazy how technically and, and musically intricate it all is. There's a lot going um, on. It's amazing. <laughs> I, I could nerd out about that for yeah. a whole hour, you know, but, but got to stay on. <laughs> um, yeah, and so it, for me, and Jack too, um, a lot of it was, was vocals and, and mm-hmm. getting to, you know, she would send us voice memos of these songs and then I would send back voice memos of you know things that we were thinking and doing and then we'd sit in my house or her apartment or whatever and just like sing things over and over again and rework parts and that was that's like just a sandbox of fun you know this guy also he won't straight up tell you but he is like a vocal arranger like, yeah sure. really like, no I mean I don't yeah think, I don't think that's like on his website or anything but but the guy like throw him in the vocal booth and he'll give you you know yeah, six different sweet. parts it really is and also like me as someone who's not originally a vocalist is anyone <laughs> um i'm especially not but anyway <laughs> to learn <laughs> harmony with these guys in college like i guess two or two years before mm-hmm. and then to like that was such part of my like experiences growing mm-hmm. up as a vocalist was this record Mm. And singing higher than I probably will ever sing. <laughs> well, that's what's cool about this record is for, for us. I think was it was a it was a, a it stretched us a lot. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. it's, it was like harder music and it stretched your vocal cords exactly. That too, literally. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and more more interesting music than we'd we'd previously oh, been exposed for sure. to. Still, um, yeah, Come it on, is guys. still like one of yeah. It's awesome. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, it was a great. Still is. Every time we get to like revisit these songs or you know do something like this, it is just awesome to get to yeah come back to it and remember how 
I have to relearn it every time. Because if you don't come back to it all the time, there's, there's a lot. <laughs> so there's a lot much. to yeah. get into the muscle memory, yeah. I imagine. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to hear how all of those influences and just all your voices coming together um, sound on these three songs in particular, too. Um, and it just occurs to me as I listen to you guys that um, it would have been amazing if, if Ella just like did all of this by herself and it was just a piano vocal mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's such a specific kind of generosity, I think, and vulnerability in opening that door and um, being able to share something so personal. Um, that just, it, it does. It makes it just more than it ever could have been if it was just you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I firmly believe that that is magic. Like, that is actually <laughs> what magic is. <laughs> so, um, awesome. so we're going to listen to the magic now. Um, wolves and then Dream More. Excuse me, Dream More. Mm-hmm. And Wolves go straight into Dream More. So you're going to get a little taste of that continuity of the concept album. Um, and then Wheel of Love after that. And uh, when those songs are finished, we'll zoom in a little bit on the making of each of them. So, yeah.
Fighting. 
Racing beds blazing fingers cold as ice If we dream, then we dream of the dark inside my 
heart feeling pain caused by anyone else You're not crushed by the wheel You're not caught in the gear You're not hurt by There's so much to talk about with Wolves and Dream War and Wheel of Love. Um, and I really, like, I'm just overwhelmed with all of the options for what to talk about. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rely on you guys to help guide me through some of the arranging of these songs. Um, because one thing I really love to do with this podcast, The Second Muse, is just talk about um, the process of refining this uh, idea that is so exciting at the beginning. And then it's such a labor to get to the final um, product that we just got to hear. Um, so let's just go in order and start with Wolves. And I mean, we can just do like, what do you remember about putting this together? Mm. Um, we have to talk about the Norwegian uh, mm. that happens, right? Mm. Uh, is that correct? Is it yeah. Norwegian? Okay, yeah. cool. Um, and... That's my. That's where I'll start because my Go favorite story about about the song Wolves is I didn't know that there was a Norwegian verse until 
We were performing Dream War for the first time, <laughs> and the programs were passed out with all the lyrics what? in it. You just thought really? that you were and like, I was like, weird that I, I don't like, know what she's saying. I was like, what is this? You speak in a different language in this song? And I had, you know. Is that how you hear all, like, that's Grant sings with music and Noah music. Is that how you hear it's all my music it's all in a different language? Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, but the choruses, you're like, yeah, it's because I never, I never, we never do any like background vocals yeah, yeah. or like yeah, on the, anything on on that verse, and so it just yeah. it I would just was deaf to it, and then that's that, why that actually she didn't ask us to. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. that's my that's my one memory, or not my one memory, but one of the biggest memories from Wolves specifically was. Me being a dummy, and not realizing <laughs> what's going on in the song, hmm. playing it hundreds of times. Anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So from a right? from a songwriting perspective, you know, like why why did you choose to to stop singing in English at that point? Because that's that's a okay. significant choice. Yes, it is. Um, so wolves happens real early on in the record. So before mm. this, we have um, we have this in, inviting. Um, possibly intoxicating soundscape. I hope it's just supposed to, like, you enter into this sound and you're like, oh, I want yeah. to be in this space. And the imagery, I, I get this image of, like, you're on the shore and looking out of the ocean. And Absolutely. it's just this, like, I want to jump in, like, literally mm-hmm. the lyrics. Um, but rude, yes. rude awakening with wolves, right? right. It kind of just right. dashes. So, yeah, we've just we've just had this idea that, yeah, there are, there are shadows under the waves. I can see there's some mystery and there's some danger mm-hmm. and there's some excitement here that's unknown to me, but I want to be fully alive to this world. I want to be fully in this space. I want to give... I want to give myself to you, world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and then, yeah, Wolves hits right after that and... Um, and it's the it's the the beginning of of our experience with devastation it's it's this um the the first time that we realize that we are so vulnerable that mm-hmm. we are inevitably going to be crushed uh you know and um so it's well, it's maybe not the realization of all that so much as just the introduction of that. Um, and hmm. so it's, it's, it's when basically we're, we're being chased by fear at this point. And, um, yeah. um, One thing that I love a lot about um, the song and what a contrast it is, is how visceral mm. the whole song is. Like, it's just pounding and mm. um and even the lyrics are so there's just these really abrupt short phrases of like mm. eyes shut door shut hold them mm. back and i wonder if if that choice to even abandon english for a moment uh just the fact that most listeners aren't going to know um what the words are in Norwegian, <laughs> um, but that does allow you to kind of channel into just the sheer sound and like mm. Um, sense of of, sort of, of it instead of like the oh. conceptual meaning of the words, yeah, because um, it is just so visceral. And, yeah, yeah, it is. It is a, a I think, a, a visceral language. So my my mom's parents came to um, America from Norway after the Nazi occupation there, mm. um, and there. So so I I grew up hearing the language a little bit, not a whole lot, but um, I was always very intrigued by the 
the the sounds and the there's sort of a a power and like just like it's almost like the he, the human body <laughs> like comes <laughs> through this language it's like it yeah. is so visceral you know it's yeah. um and as i um have looked into the language more as an adult um i've discovered that there is like significant power in the language um small words like mm. carry a lot of meaning and mm. so basically in this song the verse that's in norwegian is um is if you translate it it's it's very similar to okay. the previous verse in english yeah. but everything is stronger it's like an amplification of mm. the meaning essentially it's um mm, yeah more more aggressive um, meaning slightly and but just like what you did with the music too like <laughs> that verse is that built, yeah. just in all the ways it's a heightened mm-hmm. intensity version of the verse that you've already heard um, so how, how did you channel that <laughs> that visceral uh, nature of the song in the process of arranging um, can you recall any like decisions that you made and um, not to put you on the spot or anything but can I ask you, do you go, do you say, at one point, like, do you make this, like, gasp sound? <laughs> Probably a few yeah, times. Hey, no, <laughs> Norwegian kicking in. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, a few times, yeah. Okay. Mm. I don't know. Maybe that was an arrangement. It's like, it's like battle cry, you know. Yeah. I just yeah. think it's cool. And I think it is an arrangement decision. Yeah, I don't know. absolutely. It's, it's the most, like, maybe not the most, but it, it does a really great job of marrying music to to lyric that that like matching up that feels so accurate like word painting mm. word, yes. <laughs> text painting yes <laughs> it is just it's yeah. like it's like synesthesia i don't have that but <laughs> it, I is. it is it's probably like syn- synesthesia <laughs> <laughs> if i had it yeah, is cool? it is a, i i do use um a like a sample of 12 tone of serialism mm-hmm. um it, in that's the in there right so yeah, yeah. so all those in- little instrumental bits with the kind of yeah in the i'm getting that was so an impeccable ignorant. demonstration that the, i just did <laughs> that was it that was really on point um but the part of the at least part of what serialism is to me is like just Basically, you abandon the concept of a tonal center. Um, And I, of course, we do have a tonal center in the song. So I have serialism above a tonal center, which is Mm -hmm. um, fun to me. Yeah, that was (laughs) like the exercise for me. Um, But it's it's definitely contributes to this just absolute confusion. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, there's no, you try, you have to try, the melody has to try to land on every note on the piano before it lands back on one that it's mm. been on before. Oh, that's so <laughs> cool. Know, I mean, there's, there's almost like a metaphor in there somewhere. <laughs> mm-hmm, absolutely. But, and even like, not even just uh, with the tones, but with uh, like rhythmically, um, mm. those little turnarounds are, just kind of not paying attention to mm-hmm. the like driving beat. You know, mm-hmm. you have the chord underneath that's just like mm-hmm. very straight for, but then the the thing that I just imitated earlier that I won't do again, um, it <laughs> no, just it feels like it's just okay. stumbling, you know, yeah, full absolutely. speed ahead and then like barely landing on a note that's like, oh, that's mm-hmm. in the chord that we're supposed to be on. But yeah. it sounds awesome at the same time somehow. So um, yeah, just the, the confusion of serialism with tonal music is just, it's this 
intense, uh, I guess, literal dissonance, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, mm-hmm. um, and I do love how how you you know even the music before Wolves in the record is um, is very lush and tonally pleasing, and then Wolves comes in there and just shatters that, you know. Yeah. Um, but you so you just played Wolves into Dream War yes. in a very like seamless way, um, but that that isn't how it is on the record, right? Like dream. It is really. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then I'm remembering wrong. (laughs) My bad. Um, Okay. Well, let's try. Honestly, I believed you. I was like, you're right. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. Jack, you you understand. We're we're really listening. Um, Cool. So yeah, you go straight into dream war. Um, and the the, the transition piece has its own name. It does. That's probably what you're thinking. Is that and what you're thinking? Of? Maybe that. Yeah. Maybe that's what's going on. It's a separate track in between them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, that track is called Udalat. I hope. I've always wondered how to say it. Um, and that roughly translates to to broken. Broken. Um, so it's a little bit. It takes. We take the the melody that's just happened at the mm-hmm. end of Wolves and then um, present it in an incredibly vulnerable solo way Yeah. Um, before moving into Dream War. So it kind of takes us from this just like fear and maybe like Wolves, I imagine like running for your life, you mm-hmm. know, in that right. song. Oh, yeah. And then this is like, when I mean, you've just like fallen over and yeah. are like, okay, I can't take any more. And then that's how we get to dream war. Yeah. Yeah. And the beginning of dream war is, um, I guess kind of a continuation of that. Uh, mm-hmm. but that beginning sequence is just fascinating musically and just so, <laughs> so cool. Um, but let's get into that a little bit. I, I, what I love about this song in particular as the title track is how, um, it plays with the idea of dreams, you know, mm-hmm. like you start, on the shore of this ocean, looking out at this tender world. Um, and the idea of a dream is a very optimistic thing. It's, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm dreaming a dream. It's, it's almost like a Disney dream, you know, right. making a wish. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you, you know, that word alongside the word war uh, has some different connotations mm-hmm. and dreams turn into something different than maybe the narrator even thought that they mm-hmm. could be. And um, the way that that song kind of takes you on that journey from this uh, sort of earnest, um, this earnest, tender way of looking at dreaming all the way through to this broken place of, um, I'm not going to dream anymore mm-hmm. because it's, it's all, you know, it's all ruined. Um, I want to hear about how, how you managed to, to make that happen. Dream War to me is, is is some it's a concept that I still struggle with. Mm-hmm. I I really hope that one day I can just believe that it's better to keep dreaming. Mm. Because I know that sometimes, but it's like every little heartbreak makes me want to disengage again with mm. the world and I I am in a continual cycle of, and I think a lot of people probably are, um, of doing it, like going for it, <laughs> like believing in in, um, in goodness and and loving and 
dreaming, basically choosing to dream, and then, um, and then I, I want to withdraw again. I'm like, I'm done with this. I don't want to feel this much pain. And so the song Dream More is just like, I, I'm, it's, it's that place of just, I, I can't do this anymore, and I don't want it. And um, basically a, a white flag. Um, but the problem is there's not a really a way to get out of it, you know? <laughs> It's like a war that yeah. I'm done fighting sometimes. Um, but there's not yet, I haven't discovered a convincing way out of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Whoa, whoa, what do, what do you mean by that? Like, in a, like an escape from, from, like, from the effort and the, the longing for a dream? Mm-mm, and the other one. No, that, because I'm, I'm glad for that. Okay. But just... It's freaked Jack out a little no, I'm, I just, I think it's so interesting. I'm, sometimes I feel so done with, with just how, how wrong everything is all the time and how any, any emotion that we open ourselves to, I, I really think any, any emotion that we open ourselves to creates a, a space in us that it, for, for pain to enter and reside Whoa. and flourish. In it's going to hurt. Yeah. Any yeah. emotion. Like, I forget what? who said this, but I think it was some sometime in the year 2020. Um, I just heard the phrase like to be, um, to be in reality, like to actually mm-hmm. live in reality is yes. to be in pain right Absolutely. now. And there is like if yes. you if you are not in pain, <laughs> then you're probably not like you know, engaging in reality. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Which sounds kind of intense and maybe um, a little too harsh sometimes, depending on you know what our situation is. Um, but there's, there's a truth to that for sure. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I also like, I, I also feel like wheel of love. It, it almost is like a mirror it's image because mm-hmm. dream war is, is taking this, uh, this longing to be able to dream without being burned mm-hmm. for it and, uh, ending in this place of surrender. Like I won't dream anymore because it, mm-hmm. it's going to kill me. But then Wheel of Love is saying, well, it might kill me, <laughs> but I'm going to do it anyway yeah. because it's better to have done that. And like some of what I'm hearing you say, Ella, I, I feel like um, those first questions that you're singing in Wheel yeah. of Love are an expression of, of that, of like, honestly, tell me, <laughs> like, <laughs> what, what should I do? Like, should I withdraw now? Like, is that, is that the best choice? Because like... Maybe it is. Maybe yeah. I just need to cope. Um, I want to draw attention, first of all, musically, to shift gears a little bit towards the, um, the craft, I guess, of arrangement. Um, that turnaround, this is as much for myself personally <laughs> as for the listeners, so like, just humor me for a second. Um, because that is one of the most distinctive things about the song that is just so cool. And it, and it has this sort of... Would you sing it? Um, <laughs> you almost caught me. I, almost, <laughs> no. um, I will not sing Just so it everybody you. knows what you're talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm talking okay. about. Um, but after the chorus every time, uh, it, it does that thing. <laughs> and um, and it has this inevitability to it. It almost feels like it's coming full circle every time you get to it, you know. Yeah. And it and it has this yeah. momentum, and so it really does feel like a wheel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's cool. 
And I also think um, the first time that I heard you play this, it was at a local show. And at the very end, you change one of the notes. And at first I was like, did she just mess up? Like, oh, I'm so, I'm so sorry. Also, she messes up. Like, this is amazing. There's hope for all of us. Um, and I was like, oh, no, she didn't. That's just a very skilled choice to represent <laughs> the transformation that has occurred for the narrator by the point at uh, the uh, end of the song. So then I just, you know, wallowed in the fact that that was actually a very brilliant decision. Um, but, but I think that's so cool. And I just, I wondered if there's a story behind that and that choice and why, um, there's just that ever so slight shift, mm-hmm. um, by the end of the song yeah. into a different mode, mm-hmm. like technically, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's multi-purpose. Um, there's a functional purpose to it that is just the next song is, is in a different key. Oh, and I need so to get just there. a logistical so, No, it's not, just that. <laughs> yeah. it's not just that. Forget aesthetics. That is it's more, purely um, utilitarian. I yeah. did, but I love how the, the next track, Fire, I love how it opens, and I needed to set, yeah. set it up um, gotcha. to be able to gotcha. make that feel like we're in the right place. Yeah. Um, so it is a slight change to do that, but it also is, it's, um, the, the whole song, sometimes Wheel of Love is the one where I'm always like, is this, is this so, so boring what I'm doing? Because it's the same nope. thing again and again. But it, it has to be the same thing again and again because it is that inevitability. Yeah. It's the hope, it's the, the, the cycle of hope and despair, hope and devastation, hope and death mm-hmm. that we just continually go through. And it is like a giant, it's like giant piece of machinery that we're in <laughs> we're like so on tumble dry you know like we can't do any like we're either in it or we're not and we've mm-hmm. already seen that not is a bad option <laughs> so now we're like okay we're in this <laughs> and it's it's painful and we're gonna break we're gonna be broken we're gonna yeah. be broken by this thing that we've entered um but yeah, so so yes, you're you're so right about it. The that that the shift at the end, yeah. um, that's still this this like circular motion feeling, mm-hmm. but is maybe more reflective, yeah. um, and more probably um, s- settled on the fact that okay, I'm going to be changed by this. Yeah. Um, it's kind of we're moving into the the next song that that is more of the where wheel of love is more of. The question of yeah. does it have to be like this? Is this, mm-hmm. and then in, in fire we sort of have a decision. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is that transition, um, in in a deciding. Okay, I'm going to be changed by this. Yeah, Ella, do you have any closing uh, thoughts before we wrap up? Yes, um, to anyone who's watching this, thank you, thank you for listening. Um, I'm so glad you're here, and I just want to say a piece of encouragement because um, the song Wheel of Love has been hitting me kind of extra hard lately, and um, particularly the the bridge uh, with the, the sinking vessel, but this idea that you can sail it if you set your sight above the waves, um, even though it's sinking, it's just uh, that to me is one of the stronger images, and that I that I feel really strongly. And um, I just want to encourage you that if if you catch a glimpse of a shore that looks beautiful and good, um, 
move towards it, sail, sail towards it. If you, if you see the ghost of a vision of something better and truer, then you can understand, man the helm and get as close to that as you can get. Just sail. Maurice Sendak um, said shortly before he died, he said, I'm a happy old man, but I'll cry my way to the grave. And that is one of my favorite lines. And after that, he says, live your life, live your life, live your life. And, um, we just, we just have to feel all of these things and um, the choice to keep moving towards goodness is, um, is a brave one and a bold one and if you keep making that choice, I'm really excited for you and I'm really happy to be living in a world with you um, and I, I think you're making, you're making the world better by choosing to dream and love and hope. Um, so thank you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you guys. Thank you, Drew. Thanks so Cheers. much. This we love, love is dangerous machinery. If you're caught in it, you this podcast is brought to you by The Rabbit Room, where art nourishes community and community nourishes art. To learn more about us, visit rabbitroom.com. And to become a member, rabbitroom.com slash member. Thanks so much for listening. Shaped by the gear, changed by 